Yo, what up, bitch? Bitch! Just want y'all motherfuckers to know that you are hanging with the illest, the trillest, the flyest, the livest, Mr. Don Dada, Didi the Diminisher, Mr. Bada Binger, Mr. Loshi, motherfucker, and I'm representing the motherfucking gifted crew, bitch! Now I'm talking about, yeah! This what we buy, this what we do. Everybody knows you been hanging with the crew. Hanging with the crew, baby, hanging with the crew. This what we buy, this what we do. Everybody knows you been hanging with the crew, baby. Hey, hey, hanging with the crew, baby. This what we do, baby. This what we do. This what we do. This what we buy, this what we do. This what we buy, this what we do. Everybody knows you been hanging with the crew. This what we buy, this what we do. Everybody knows you been hanging with the crew. Hanging with the crew, baby, hanging with the crew. This what we buy, this what we do. Everybody knows you been hanging with the crew, baby. Hey, hey, hanging with the crew, baby. This what we do, baby. This what we do. This what we do. This is what we buy. I'm good. I'm good, boss. I'm good. I'm good. We might have another game. We were supposed to be like four of us with one of my homies. He had to do another five. And... My homie Caleb might be popping in. Nah, we can. Yeah, nah, we can. We can go ahead and start. This is episode sixteen. I hanging with the crew. You know, as always, is me, Donnie Loose. You know, here, and I'm joined by prop by by my. I've only had him for. I've only had you for probably two classes, but you are my favorite professor. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are my favorite professor, but that that the only reason that is is because you know circumstances. <laughs> <So good. laughs> circumstances. I have uh, Mister Slang Dini himself, uh, Professor Doctor Hardy. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great, man. I had a great, great time at Wiley. It's crazy. It's almost ten years ago now, but uh, right, right, right. Time flies. Right. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were the one that made me realize I was in the wrong major. 
<laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's a good thing, though. It's a good thing because I was a music major, and then I went to I went to like the music major like thing they had, right? And they laid out everything I needed to do to like get this degree, and I was like, nah, that's this is not about that. <laughs> so I went to my, I went to my, I went to like, I went, I went to Thurkill, then I went to like fuck my fucking advisor, and I switched majors. And a year into being a mass comm major, you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you went to, you did you go to FIU? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like long story short, yeah, yeah. I ended up at, at FIU in Miami. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, detail, detail, like, like your experience post well because you, you didn't been, you, you didn't been to like more than one place since, the, you know, what I'm saying since you left. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a cool little trip. Um, yeah, like um, I moved to, I moved to Miami in, what was that twenty? Yeah, January 2015. Um, mm-hmm. I taught down there till 2018. And yeah, it's like spring, summer 2018, and then I moved to New York, and um, yeah, but I've been in New York since then. So up here, um, my well, I want to put out all my business, but my main, <laughs> but my main hustle, uh, I'm an assistant professor at a uh, Borough Manhattan Community College. I'm also teaching a uh, yeah. You should drop by. I'll show you. I'll share the Zoom link with you. I'm also teaching a. Um, music history class at NYU in the Clive Davis uh, Institute. and um, Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, man. Like, I'm really... It's a lot. We're doing, like, the history of creative music entrepreneurs from 1820 to 2010. So, oh, man. Yeah, so, like, this week we're getting to... We're right, like, at the tail end of the 60s, moving into the 70s. So we're moving into, like, the Curtis Mayfield era the Al Green era, you know, Stevie's crazy 70s era. Um, yeah, yeah, like, like I said, I'll share the link with you. It's, it's a fun class for sure. Yeah, I would definitely pop in on that because because the the music period I want to, I be trying to like read about, I be trying to look look for like books and stuff on is like ni- 1920 to like 1950. Man, like, well, like those, like the dark ages in terms of like, getting, <laughs> no, 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 because like, like it's crazy you say that because it really is. I mean, like even teaching this class, you know, of course, you know, I'm a quote unquote scholar and I, I've read books and I know things, but even going back to like, like you said, 1920s, where you know, 100 years ago, the hottest thing in music was black women singing the blues and like mm-hmm. darks. So you have, you know, this is, you know, way before Motown, way before, you know, jazz really, really pops off. Um, you have black record labels like Black Swan, nineteen twenty. So, yeah, so you have, like, kind of like this lost history that we don't really talk about for a variety of reasons. Because, um, like, 1920, 1950 is right before Elvis happens, right? Right. And that's, you know... And that switches up the whole narrative and, and changes the whole game for, for a variety of reasons, right? So, mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 I definitely can recommend some stuff to check out because, yeah, it's it's a crazy time because you have, 
you know, 1920, 1950s, you know, world is, America, as always, is racist, but super racist <laughs> at this time. Right. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's horrible. Yeah, like, it's it's a different degree, man. Like, like you, you probably see me, see me joke on Twitter that, like, you know, people back then looked so old because the racism was so heavy. Like, bro, you couldn't. You know, it, it, it is, it is, fam, 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 fam. Baby Huey does not look like a baby. That is a grown man. That's <laughs> <laughs> a grown. That is a grown ass man. Yeah, you know I'm saying. And I was, I was people like people like the running joke on Twitter right now is, is Franklin Saints baby mama on, on Snowfall, and I'm like, I'm like, fam, this was. But Mike's like I'm defending it like this was '86. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like like women in '86 weren't all young. Look, you know what I'm saying. It's I was like, like, like it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not that old, but I'm saying like yeah. it, it, it was a different. Like it was funny. Me and my boy, we always joke about this. We were like, yeah, like I don't know what happened pre. Like '90s hip hop music video, but it was like it was a different quality between like '86 and '93. Like maybe the accessories yeah, got like, better, you know. Maybe the fashion got better. Um, who's to say? I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to call out what exactly happened, but there's a difference. So you know, yeah. You yeah her wardrobe, things. her choice of hair, her name, her yeah. name, yeah. her name is Veronique. Yeah. You can only you can only find a Veronique in the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm so yeah. it's like so when people like getting on, I'm like, fam, y'all gotta understand. This was like, this was like the last decade where like they like, were like women looked and dressed like that with names like that. But the yeah, crazy yeah. thing, I mean, but, but the crazy thing, you know, to keep it a hundred, like a lot of it is just like people's idea now, or whatever. Of like, and you know, and a lot of it is some colorism too, of course. But um. You know, it's this idea of like, well, he's a big drug dealer. Like, he should have this type of standard, like, based off mm -hmm. kind of what we've seen in other movies, but not really, mm -hmm. but not really thinking about the drug dealer we know in the neighborhood who has a girlfriend that looks like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I think that's more. You know what I'm saying? I think that's more of the point. Is like, you know, yeah, in the neighborhood, there's a dude who is balling but has a random baby mama that people are like really that's his baby mama like we all have had that reaction to somebody yeah it is and fam this is this is this is a drug dealer in 80s los angeles yeah if we were in if this was a if this was a series about al capone like where like in the <laughs> 20s like they wore suits and hats yeah, and had yeah. big cars and all that shit. i understand like i understand it but this is like it's like it's eighties Los Angeles where everything is kind, like, where everything is new, and every, like it's just even how he move, like how he move is like very much eighties Los. His decision making, yeah. <laughs> all of it, like reflects the time period where you know what I'm saying. So it it's it's kind of, and like and like the eighties, the eighties never really they don't have a. The 80s is the only decade that don't really have a style. It's just a bunch of styles. Oh, the style. Well, yeah, I, I think that's always the crazy thing because, like, when people try to do, and it happens the same way, same way, like, you know, when you, when you try to have, like, a 90s night where it's, like, the fashion moves really fast in the 80s. So, you know, like, what, mm -hmm. was, what was cool in 84 
by the time you get to 86, it's like, ah, like, we ain't wearing Wranglers no more. So, you know, like, like you can get away with Lee jeans one year, and, you know, a couple years later, it's like, those aren't guest jeans? What happened? So, you know, things kind of move fast, but you also have, like, these categories. So, you know, you have preppies, you know, very much the classic polo, sweater around the neck style. You know, you had B-boy style that was going to be, you know, fat laces, and that's like mm-hmm. a very specific type deal, right? But you also yeah. had, you know, you also had the dudes who rock like the Tigra polos and was just, you know, into their own, you know, fly, <laughs> fly Sergio Tatini windbreakers and stuff like that. So yeah, like you just had, and and Snowfall, you know, they got the wardrobe down down pack, especially with the uncle. So yeah, like mm-hmm. they, they definitely hit mm-hmm. those notes because, like you said, the fashion is random. Like there's people who are like. I'm going to be on my Mr. T. There's other people who are like, you know, I'm going to be on some Michael Jackson. Somebody else is like, nah, I'm going to keep it low-key and be preppy. So, you know, you, you had that variety, which, which is a cool thing. And I, and I think it's hard, you know, it's hard when you're trying to do a show like that to take people back in that time and really be like, everybody didn't just have one look. And, you know, and that show tries to hit those notes, which is a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, did you seen the last couple episodes of Snowfall? I'm behind. I ain't gonna oh, lie to you. I'm behind. You gonna be two episodes? So okay, you are gonna be very surprised when you look at the the latest uh, the latest two episodes. You are gonna smile. <laughs> you gonna smile? Yeah, like I just been muting. Yeah, I just been muting yeah. like any spoilers or anything. But yeah, yeah, I plan on catching it sometime soon. Yeah, you gonna smile, but uh. <laughs> You know, today, you know, this episode, we're really just going to talk about music. So, like, when I, uh, I always tell people that, uh, when I tell, when I, people ask me who I listen to and I mention certain artists, I tell them how I started these artists. And what I mentioned Danny Brown, and I always tell people, you are the reason I am a Danny Brown fan. <laughs> my legacy, was, my influence is, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Specifically, because I don't know what it. Was. I guess it, I guess I was just because I, I was around that time. I was listening. I think I was. I was listening. I was listening to Bronson, and right, I was listening right, to very young, very early pre-stolen youth Vince Staples. Right, right. And you, it was me. You know, it was like a bunch of us after class talk. This is when I wasn't in your class, but I was in your class. Right. So we were just talking, and you mentioned thirty. And I'm, I, just, I was like, I heard one. I, I had heard one record off third. I forgot what it was. And you was like, you was like, no, 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 no. This is this album is very, <laughs> this is extremely good. And I just listened to it. and I was like, oh shit, I'm I'm a Danny Brown fan now because it's just you know what I'm saying it's it's very you know it's very hard to like find artists that know their lane and know how to make their shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like that's what I that's what that was my first impressions of 30. It was like it was like okay he he mapped out this whole project that it caters to him effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He like it there's no, like like there's nothing there's nothing that he didn't want to do on this project. These beats, these words, these hooks, these feet, it's just yeah, and that like that was yeah, I've been a fan ever since. I even 
I even went back. I haven't listened to him in a long time to the to the shit he did with Black Milk. Oh, that's one of my favorite joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah, and Brown, Black and Brown like, dope. Yeah, yeah. But no, but like, what was your what was your what what is your first music memory? You say yours, and I'll tell you mine. Oh wow, that's a ooh, that's a deep question. All right, um, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um, while I think on that, like like briefly, I'll say it's crazy. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Andrew Barber from Fake Show Drive, he was doing mm-hmm. he was doing an interview with Danny, and was like, yeah. Sling Dini is a huge fan of yours. So, like, it, it, it all came back, come back somewhat full circle. You know, like, although me and Danny, like, follow each other, and, like, he's a super, super nice person. But now, I got your answer. All right. Um, my first, wow, that's a great question. My first music memory is probably, ooh, I feel like it's a tie, but that's unfair. My first music memory is probably, Probably um, the Fat Boys are back. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if it was played because yeah, like we didn't have BET at that time, and I don't think it would be on MTV. So I think, yeah, I think I think my brother had to have it or something. But it was like the fat. Yeah, the Fat Boys are back, and I was just like, oh yeah, it was just like Fat Boys. I was like, oh yeah, like, that's the I don't know for whatever reason <laughs> that's the first thing. Like, there's other things popping around that time, but like, what stands out was like, yeah, the fat boy. Yeah. So like mine, I'm trying to think. That was a great question, but yeah. Vividly, I remember it was two songs within the span of like ten minutes. I was like four and a half, maybe. But okay. I I vaguely remember just being in the car. Like being in the car with my mom at night and the radio was on. And Jumpin' Jumpin' by Destiny's Child came on. Oh man, yeah. And then Can I Get Her came on. Ooh, just so, similar tempos now that I think about it. Yeah, just so back to back, I just remember that. That that's my like my first music memory for the longest time. When people when I would hear about Jay, because I'm you, I'm from Texas, so yeah, like when I was awesome. yeah. yeah 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 when I would hear when I would hear just people say Jay Z being the greatest rapper, my initial response would be the the can I get a what what nigga him because <laughs> I didn't because. Cause I didn't. There, there was a. There's no way possible you could find reasonable doubt in my city in 1996. There was no way oh. possible. Okay. Yeah. No, like, like there was. Yeah. It was. No, like, like it, it, it's crazy you say that because people will, you know, people, people will think it's a diss, but like that's how regional hip hop really was in '96. Like, yeah. JC, Jay Z was a huge I ninety five Southeast artist. Like him and yes. VA, NC, like the Upper South, on up to the Tri State. Jay Z was still a reasonable doubt, but he wasn't getting outside of that. <laughs> Not yeah, it was like reasonable doubt. You couldn't probably wouldn't have been able to find volume one. 
unless you drove to Houston. Like it was like like I knew Jay Z via singles because it went from Can I Get a to of course Big Pimpin to H to the Izzo to right. dirt off my shoulders because I was so young. That's how. No, like yeah. I, it's a great point because you learned Jay Z through the singles, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you know Jay Z, the single artist, or Jay Z on the album will always be like, "Yeah, the singles are just for fun," but this is the real. <laughs> this is the real stuff. Yeah. On the album. But you know, so you, you wouldn't know that. You just like, yeah, that's the can I get? No. So it literally from 1998. To 2006, Jay I just knew Jay Z from singles, but when LimeWire and Frostwire came out and American Gangster dropped, I was like, "What?" Well, I mean, I was like, "Well, I might as well get this get this album," and I listened to it. And I'm like, "Oh, oh shit! Wait a minute, whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Who is this?" And that's when, because I could just go get music, mm-hmm. that's when I did my research. And I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, oh I understand now. Oh, I get it. Because you... In 2006 <laughs> was a really crucial time, too, like, internet-wise, right? Yes. Because, like, yes. Said, like, when people could really be like, okay, I heard so-and-so is dope. Let me download a photo of Prince and figure out what the hype is about, right? Yes. And you could do that and, and really dig into it. And I think what's also crazy about 2006, you know, American Gangster is kind of a comeback album for Jay Z, but for mm-hmm. people like you, like you said, you hear this album yeah. and like you know, it's Jay Z at his most mature. Like you, you were here, like not only is he a skilled rapper, but like like this is like grown up Jay Z. So, it is, it is, it is, it is my favorite album from somebody like like older than thirty five years old. It's like not, I mean, like up until like. Seven years ago, right? <laughs> like seven no, years like, ago. Like this, holds up, this holds up at every every school I've been at. So from Saginaw Valley to Wiley to FIU to Emerson College in Boston, NYU, BMCC. Everybody's like American gangster though. That yeah, <laughs> like like you're because like, like, like yeah yeah yeah, but American gangster. Because it's like listen 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 for whatever reason yeah. Listen, like, like I be, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm probably alone on this, but I really was like, yo, yo, four, four, four just needed to be a song. It didn't need to be an album because <laughs> we have the mature Jay Z album already. Yeah, interesting. interesting. <laughs> you know, and like when I, this is I, this is I use Jay in my point to explain why Ludacris is my favorite rapper of all time I because mean, if you are seven, because if you're eight, in two, if you're eight years old. In, if you're between the ages of like eight, seven to fourteen in the year 2000, 1999, Ludacris is the easy, most easiest impressionable rapper you will ever. There's no, it's not like, it's like he, he can rap. He got hits. Is he's an easy listener. Mm-hmm. He's not even if even though he's rapping fast, he's not hard to fight. He's not hard to follow. Oh, he he, he raps with such clear pronunciation. Yes, <laughs> like his like, voice the, is. The underrated thing is, yeah, like he is clear as hell in every fucking verse. Yes, yeah, it's it's like it's kind of like how my like my little my little brother would like 
when he was like he was like eight, nine. Well, like 10, 11, before he like got a cell phone and started like searching on music himself. Mm-hmm. He loved when I played Young Dolph because Young Dolph is so clear. In his yeah. Vocals. Like, it's, so he, it's, yeah. It's, it's like, no, the great thing about Ludacris, and like I, I used to always joke about this, like, Ludacris can make a radio hit. He always had really, really good hooks, right? Mm hmm. But he had hooks that were like, Commercial jingles, and I was like, "That's brilliant." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like like the same type of things you would hear like in like a toy commercial, like from 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 like that roll out, like that could usually be like a Tonka trunk commercial. Like I was like, right. but it, like he, I was like, "That's genius." And th- now that you say like being an eight nine year old, it even makes even more sense to me. But like, it would be such catchy simple but like and you know he was a radio guy so they almost were like radio jingles right right so, yeah like he he cracked the code but you know i look at it the same way like i'm trying to think oh like when fushnikins and dots effects were out oh like as a kid you couldn't tell me this wasn't i mean of course i knew big daddy kane and rock him but when Doc mm-hmm. was like bum skiddity bum skiddity bum bum, I was like, oh fuck all like what are y'all? this is it. Like this is a new thing happening right here. You couldn't tell yeah. me it was the greatest rap like in ninety what was this probably ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, like I'm probably like thirteen, fourteen. Or or honestly, like Snoop. Snoop is probably a better example. Snoop as a kid was the coolest person you could ever imagine. But he mm-hmm. rapped so conversationally. Like Snoop sounded like he had a, a nursery rhyme sing song melody, but he also sounded mm-hmm. like he was talking to you outside of a party. And as a kid, mm-hmm. as a kid listening to Snoop was like getting to hang out with your older cousin, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and like so other people would be like, he's not this lyrical, he's not this that. But as a twelve year old, like Snoop was everything. Like he, he could be nasty, he could be hard. Like he, he was like a superhero. Yeah. Also, like also like with Snoop, like is is it's not many people I can count on hand that if you put them next to Snoop Dogg and they have to go show for show, that they gonna make it out alive. They're yeah. not you. You don't. Man, it's you not something. you. Can't make it. You can't make it out alive against Snoop Dogg. Man, let me <laughs> tell you something. Everybody saying it low key, and, and I know Snoop did the thing with X. You know, God bless. But um, man, Snoop got a lot of hits, man. <laughs> like I'm to listen. Like listen. When you, like when you when you let the algorithm just play the Snoop, you be like, oh man, I forgot about that. Wow, I forgot about that one. Like. Snoop got a lot yeah. of hits, man. Snoop got the most. He got he got the most records. That when he plays them, you remember. Like, it's like it's like Gin and Juice. You, Snoop Dogg can perform Gin and Juice five times in a row. Every time he starts that record from the beginning, it's gonna feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Not many like like because. And the reason why is because his his approach to his raps, his calm demeanor. Like, mm-hmm. Snoop's rapping style has no energy. 
And he don't really ha he don't really have no energy in his raps. So his his raps age, but like his rapping style ages so well because That's a great the, point. he. He 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 was relaxed when he was his rapping style was very relaxed when he was twenty one. So yeah. when he's older and he's fifty, with this same this same style has the same effect because he's like like LL at fifty three is not gonna give you the, the 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 I need a beat performance he gave you when he was like twenty. Yeah, that's true. You feel me? Because it's all he like like LL doing I'm bad now. It, it's gonna look different because he's older. Yeah, I seen it. But <laughs> LL doing, but LL doing, hey lover, is gonna have the same effect. Cause you know what I'm saying? Cause he's way more, cause he's, he's they're way more relaxed. You know what I'm saying? So like Snoop, Snoop, like he's he's his music is transitioning well because it age is it ages with him. Like his style naturally age with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which no, is no, no, like, and that's an interesting contrast. Interesting contrast to Luda, because Luda gets caught up in, and this is kind of crazy looking back on it. Luda had these hits, but felt like he wasn't Right. Right. So yeah, I, I just think like he was. It's just crazy in hip hop how it isn't always about like what you do as a rapper. Sometimes it's just like the timing and where the wave is going. Mm hmm. Yeah, because you just never know. Yeah, because you'd have, you 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 have never you you if you if you'd have asked DJ Paul and GJ in nineteen ninety seven. Like, would the industry? Well, I mean, they probably would say yeah. But like, <laughs> if you thinking like, like the 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 new generation of artists being like pulling from, I I predicted. I, I, I it's easy to see Lil Wayne being having offspring out here, but yep. sound wise and work ethic wise, having it be. Gucci Man and three six, that's that's crazy. Yeah, like nobody <coughs> excuse me. Nobody back in ninety seven when hypnotized minds had like these crazy ads and you know, if you weren't plugged into the South, you were like, What the heck is this, right? Mm -hmm. And they first started having I mean, even like their first videos, you know, were wild, you know, because three six mafia, you know, used to have like a little satanic edge going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you know, that was a, a weird early '90s trend. You know, you had um, Dayton family <clears throat> doing that type stuff. You had Eshawn in Detroit doing that type stuff. But anyway, with Three Six, it's just crazy because, and I talk about this in the NYU class, the innovators rarely are the most successful. And what mm -hmm. I mean by it is it usually is somebody doing something 10, 15 years prior that inspires some kid who blows up. <laughs> and that usually is how things like happens in so many ways. But in the case of 3-6, I think to keep it 100 with you, what's underrated is just the way people travel. So 
what happened right around 97, you got a lot of people moving back to the South. Mm-hmm. And you got people from Chicago moving to the South. You got people from Detroit moving to the South. And all these people also already had family in Tennessee in the South, right? So 3-6, especially in the Midwest, and for whatever, well, when I was in college, 3-6 was really huge with people in D.C. and Maryland. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but that's just the case. <laughs> like, huge. So, it was just crazy because 3-6 had, like, just these pockets of, like, almost like a cult following where you could go to any college and you could find a couple of 3-6 fans. They weren't as big as Cash Money fans. They weren't as big mm-hmm. as Bone Thugs or Wu-Tang fans or other clicks. But there was always just a few 3-6 fans. Yeah. Repeat that, you breaking up. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> yeah. I was saying them being able to produce and still put their sound out where it just wasn't on hypnotized minds, you know, when they start doing outside production and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was low-key brilliant because there's people who were fans of 3-6 and didn't even know it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So there's that. And then, you know, Juicy J just having the longevity to stay around and actually embrace the young people. I think that's the underrated thing with 3-6. Like, they really, in the, in the case of Juicy J especially, they really embrace the younger generation in a way that a lot of older rappers did not. Uh-huh. I think that really benefits. You know what I'm saying? Like, they never were, like, finger-wagging or, you know, charging people crazy for a sample. And, of course, you know, this is after them getting Oscars or whatnot, but still, like, they, <laughs> they still were, like, open to it in a way that I think some of the older generation hasn't been. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like I, I would say, you know, and and the pimp definitely definitely gets included in that. But I would say, yeah, like if you would have told me that Gucci, Pimp C, Three Six Mafia, Space Ghost, <laughs> um, Little Space B, Ghost. would th- those are some of the low key like super influential people, mm-hmm. like. I'm not even a huge Space Ghost fan, but Kodak Black is just Space Ghost and Little Boosie. Um, Jesus Christ, right? Jesus, Jesus Christ! I, I, it was one artist I predicted that was going to be exactly how it was going to be as they got older. It was Little Boosie. I knew all of this was going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) this craziness, this craziness, all of this. It's not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, people people try to people try to be like, oh no, people. Somebody said once, oh, Boosie is what Pimp C will be on the internet. I said, no, 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 no. That's two different people. Those those are those are two different people. Pimp C got a little bit more reserved as he got older. Yeah, I'm saying a little bit cold about how he go about things. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, go ahead. No, no you, you got a Pimp nah, C. my favorite thing, when people ask me about me being from Puerto Rico, people ask me about Pimp C. They be like, so all of y'all act like that? I said, I said, listen to me. Nobody from my city acts like Chad Butler. Yeah. 
not even his children act like <laughs> Chad Butler. Chad what Butler is Chad Butler is somebody who happened to be where I'm from, but he proudly represented where I'm from. It's, there's no you can't find nobody. I'd have been up. There's nobody like that. But, but Pimp not C the. But I'm glad you brought it up because I just want to put out Pimp C the producer is not talked about enough. Like I know, Listen, Crit, Jesus. I know Crit tries to bring it up and other people, but like, bro, that hi hat, you can't escape. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you ever seen. There's a Red Bull with like 808 Mafia, Metro Boomin, um, ah, somebody else. I'm leaving out. Uh, Sunny Digital. That's what I was forgetting. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about you know just growing up on three six and UGK and like baselines and hi hats and you know just really adding the musicianship to like the break beats and the samples and the eight oh eights and all that good stuff. But I always talk about like it's crazy because Pimp C stuck to the Run DMC principle. <laughs> but the sound mm-hmm. was seen as, you know, like, while everybody's doing, like, jazz loops in New York, right? Which is cool, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pimp C was the one who was like, I'm going to keep it Larry Smith with this, <laughs> with this drum machine and this Lynn drum and his 808 and add some hi-hats, like, really, really sticking to the principle. So, it's just crazy because I hear Pimp C influencing R&B as much as I hear it in hip-hop, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, like, it's easy to, like, listen, you listen to an 808 mom, you listen to Southside Team 88, Metro Boomer, and you can hear 3-6. But I can't, but you can't really hear Pimp C's production because you, it's, it's, you can't duplicate, you can't duplicate, you can't duplicate murder. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't like riding dirty is like you can't duplicate that. Like you can't try to like <laughs> emulate the sounds on that album. Album and stuff. And like I'm they I think I think one up interviewed Bun and they asked Bun about how Pimp would feel about Drake. And Pimp and Bun was like, nah, Pimp would like Drake because Drake is being himself. He ain't really trying to be nobody else. Those are the type of people he liked. Like Drake is is not but like my thing is like it's one artist that I just know that Pimpsey was alive, he loved, and for some reason it's future. Oh, and yeah. when I listen to future, I go, Pimpsey would love future. Like Pimpsey would yes. love future. Yes. Because Pimpsey yeah. and Future are blues artists. Like, yeah. thank you. That's 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 really what it is. Like every song you have one or two choices. Crime and regret. Yes, <laughs> like it's the, like the most brilliant thing about Pocket Full of Stones, as as Bumby always points out, there's never a happy, there's rarely a happy ending in a UGK song. Mm-hmm. Like UGK songs are tragic blues songs where it's like, and damn, now I'm caught up. <laughs> now I'm calling you from jail, talking about blah blah blah, right? So. No, I think I've always thought that, that was a really good call. Like, of course, you know, Long Live the Pimp is a great song, too. But, mm-hmm. but Future really took the idea of, you know, everybody wants to be the bad man. Like, like you know, that's established in hip-hop. But 
a soul for Batman is a different thing. <laughs> Listen. What, what I mean by that is like you're a bad man, but you take us behind the veil of what made you and what made you into the monster, for lack of a better word, right? Yeah, that's all, and that's always the thing I loved about Pimp C, like you know, even like post jail Pimp C, where it really was like you know, oh, let me take it back to like early, you know, murder. I left it wet for you, Pimp C. I left it wet for you, Pimp C. Is nothing but two sisters, like mm-hmm. same attitude. <laughs> like, yeah. Same attitude, like cocaine in the back of my ride. Same attitude as Fifty Six Nights, like exactly. But if you, it, but it really is about attitude. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you listen to you 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 listen to Eyes of Player with Zero and Bumby and Twister, and tell me, and and tell me that Pimpsey wouldn't wouldn't make the the greatest album of all time or future. Just, just off of what, just off of what he, what he could do, just off, just off the population album alone. If he just had one, if if he, it was just him and Future for for seven songs, ten songs. Oh man! Well, that's always, that's always the crazy thing to me that that Crit and Future never really linked up. That's what just last week is amazing. <laughs> just, they have one record. Like it's it's the only one. And I was like, yeah, it's the only one. It used to get radio played when I was in Tennessee. Yeah, it used, it's the only one. The crazy crazy thing is the short version and the full version is great too. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like I don't, yeah, those like I listen. Yeah, like Chris Chris style is crazy. Yeah, him and him and Future, what? Because it's like. It's it's very it's very like those type of beats would make future more open mm-hmm. than he already is. Right, right. And I feel like, you know, not to take a detour, but I feel like future's in a weird spot where like, you know, I don't wanna say he's stuck in a rut, but usually, you know, he got a new flow or him and Metro cook up something a little different. But lately, you know, it hasn't really <laughs> Really been, you know, the most innovative of, of future. So I'm kind of curious, you know, like you said, if he's over some live instruments, something a little different, would that yeah. open him up? Cause you know, to be a little bit more experimental, you know, because personally, while I enjoy all the future, like Hendrix, Hendrix is a really that album still holds up to me, man. Like it's it's is he he been one that's the album he been wanting to make his whole life. And you can tell. So, yeah. yeah, you can tell. I just it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's like and future is the he's the every now and then like there's an artist who has to show like younger artists that look up to them how to transition in their age. Future yeah. futures is the artist that could show that could, you know, trend help, you know, thug and Lil Uzi and like th- those other artists who are like who came who influenced by him once they get into their 30s, how to transition properly in the stat in this style. Well, like it's funny, the it's funny because Thug, Thug seems to be making that stuff a little bit more like you know, when you hear like the stupid joint or the um, what's the joint? Um, the regular with Nate Roos, punk is very punk is very. Yeah, I was gonna say punk. It's very punk is very experimental. Yeah, like I gotta you go. See, you, 
yeah, you, you see him kind of open up. Or, or I was thinking of the, the live performance of Punk he did with Travis Barker. Well, yeah, I was, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, he could do a a, a thugger unplug and, <laughs> and make it, you know, like right. you said, like trying to make that transition because that's that's the that's the interesting thing in music for me now. It's like, okay, Cole Kendrick, Wale, Future, Thug, even Uzi, Tyler, I'm trying to think. Q, Vince, everybody on like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like 10 years doing it, having a solid audience, Danny, festival crowds, all that good stuff, right? Right. And it's like, who's who? Who's the Kendrick Cole Drake? Like who's taking those spots? One, I keep, but also, how are they going to transition in the way that Yay? I'm trying to think who else from Yay's class really transition. I'm going. I even say Yay, Two Chains, Gucci. Um, yeah, that that second that second wave transition is interesting. So I'm I'm curious mm-hmm. how they do that, but also. Who takes the spots? Like, is is Jack Harlow just destined to take a spot? Like, what? Like, what happens? No, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep, you gotta keep. Uh, Jack Harlow is the artist. Jack Harlow is the artist. You gotta keep, like, you gotta keep finding shit for him. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, it's mm. you gotta find shit for him. Like, hit, like, just, just to keep him afloat. Cause like, cause the cool, like the cool white boy thing is only gonna like it, it. There's a max, there's a max to it, right? <laughs> like, and like I tell when I tell I mean, people like, about max. I mean, I mean, G Easy, he about to use up his minutes, but go ahead. Yeah, fa- yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he had like yeah. a five. G Easy had like a five year period. Well, the cool yeah. white boy thing was, but like when I that's why when I talk to people about Mac Miller, is I'm like, fam, Mac was never the cool white boy. He was the hip. He was the he was the the it the music the musical white boy he just happened to like be cool and he just happened to be cool he just happened to smoke and shit like that like he he got rid of that frat boy shit quick that yeah. shit didn't last eight months after yeah, like, his once debut he got, like, yeah like, like 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 once he got past like his Donald Trump um Kool Aid phase um and that was also around the time where like you had like Astro Roth being like the cool college white guy. Um, yeah, which, you know, which kind of messed him up because he really could rap his ass off. But, right. Um, but yeah, but but I think the difference with Mac is that he actually had like black, he had black friends, but he also really, really became like a, like a good musician, like beat wise, yeah. like you know, hilarious instrument stage. Like people respected him because, like you said, he was creating and coming up with shit. In the case of yeah. Harlow. It's interesting because I could tell, you know, they try to match Harlow up with the right collaborations and this, this, and that. But like mm-hmm. himself, is he himself an attraction enough? Like, guess we'll see. But um, yeah, I guess yeah, because because the see the, oh. the current the current uh the current diamond in the rough is a little baby. And like he's probably one. His 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 next project is crucial. It he's is probably it, he is, that's, it's crucial. 
That's a good call because I was I was about to say the person who already has a spot locked up is Doja. Like Doja is out of here. Like oh that girl that girl is a, that girl people that girl is she is what's the what's the what's the what I I call her I call her and I don't mean it in no mean way. She is a dork. That is oh, why yes. her superstardom yeah. is strictly off the fact that she is a dork in every sense of the word. But yeah, she's very mute. She's very musically talented. She's a dork. She can sing a little bit. She can rap. She she used to break dance. It's yeah, it's man. like a whole bunch of shit. Like it's a whole right. bunch of shit she about knows, it. She knows just... all the codes. She knows all yes. the codes. She knows all the flows. She knows <laughs> like she can make a song for the teenagers. She can make a song for the moms. She can make a song for the hot girls. Like she has all the codes, man. Like yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I like Meg the Stallion. She's probably like musically. She's probably gonna. She's probably got about two to three. She don't get a cut. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like she's like like what people don't people can say what they want. She got number one records with Nicki, Cardi, and Beyonce. Yeah, man. and she got three game in three in three years. And three, yep. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you yeah, know, nah, like, 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 it, it's hard. It's hard to sneeze at. But like you said, I think her, 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 her little baby are actually an interesting comparison because, like you said, little baby has the potential. He has the momentum, and this next project could, you know, because he had a, a super year. You know, 2020 George Floyd, black, like, like. And then 2021, he came through. In 2021, he went on the feature run. Went on the super feature run. And now, <laughs> and, and now you seem like, all right, he's laying low. He must really, really be picking something up. So, yeah, so he he's in that zone where, and it's funny when, when this happens with rappers because it, it can happen a few times. It kind of happened with Kendrick where mm. you have an album that blows up hip-hop-wise and even cross over to the mainstream a little bit, but they still don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. All it takes is, like you said, that next project or that Doja Cat feature. <laughs> and, you know, it because he has, he has momentum, of course. He has youth, of course. But he has that mix where he's hitting a lot of demographics where people who don't listen to Atlanta rappers be like, but I do listen to Little Baby. Um mm-hmm. like he gets he gets that exception to the rule for a lot of people. Um and you know and he's he continuously continuously gets better as a rapper. So um yeah, yeah that's 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 definitely I, I can yeah. definitely see that happen. But then yeah, the end, you know it's just <laughs> Maybe maybe there won't be like a Mount Rushmore. Maybe there'll just be like thirty people coming through because it's a lot of rappers. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because like yeah, because like yeah, it's like like with Meg, Meg just probably Meg just need a she needs a few more hits. She'll have a she already got a solid one hour set, right? Yeah. So she probably just need three or four more hit records, and she'll be fine. Cause like she 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 already like her like her endorsements just started coming like last summer, right? You know what I'm saying? She got a she got a she got a Super Bowl commercial. So like she'll you know she'll she'll breathe for another couple more years. She's currently 
she's currently trying to get out of her 1501 contract because yeah, she's Trump dealing with the got that contract. She's dealing with this case. She get past those two, those two things, and her person. She get she get past that. Her personality gonna take her as far as she wanna go. Just her. It's not even her mute. That's the thing about thing. When I tell people about Megan, I say what because Megan Megan's two best friends like a friend. Where I'm from. Yep. The thing about Megan, what blew Megan up was women and her personality. It wasn't like, like normally rappers blow up off like a, a, a music video that goes viral on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Megan's, Megan had like a half viral video with this freestyle she put out. Right. But like once that got grabbed, once she hit like, I think she hit like, she hit like, once she hit like 100,000 followers, her personality and women just carried her through. I remember that. So like her, her like her personality, how much women love her will carry her through. Well, Those are cats. No, no, you hit on a really important thing. I mean, to cut you off. You hit on a really important thing that I think people can't forget when we talk about music, especially in the social media age. <laughs> identification is so important. What I mean by identification is, it's cool if you can rap. It's cool if you have good songs, but the people identify with you. Yeah. And the thing about Meg was she wasn't a mean girl, like mm-hmm. not to be not to be on with the you know the barbs coming at me, but she wasn't a mean girl like Nikki. She wasn't um she wasn't a scammer or you know uh, a hustler like the city girls, right? She was just like your homegirl from college who yes. to rap now. And she's that like was very inviting. She, like it's like it's like hey, just like hey, girl, what's up? You want to get drunk? That's Megan, right? And you know, but it's like underrated appeal. Yeah. It's fam, but it is like she's she's doing that to like Lala and Kelly Rowland and like mm-hmm. Sierra mm-hmm. and her peers. Mm. And eventually, Michelle Obama probably. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's like, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was telling my homies, I was like, fam, y- y'all realize the results of this case don't really matter in Megan's favor, right? Mm. Like, like if, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if she wins it, I, you, she, go, it's over with. She gone. But it's like, like she, like she already, she already good. But the thing, another thing. Why you think? Why you think Cardi B ain't Cardi B put out two songs in the last four years? She she ain't she ain't lost a step yet. But I just think that's because that's because because Atlant- the label she signed to Atlantic Atlantic is very good at milking one song. They're hey, very as a label. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I've seen it three times. No, I've seen it four times. I've seen it with WAP. I've seen it with Up. I've seen it with Leave the Door Open. And I seen it with uh, Ed Sheeran's single that yes. came out in June, but yes. the video looked like it should have came out in October. Like I see, like Atlantic yes. done, has done that four times. They leader the over last. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it, it's a very, it's a, very, it's a sound strategy for for a few things. Because in the case of Cardi B, she's always able to be relevant. Like she doesn't have to have music out to be relevant. She doesn't. Ha- she doesn't have to have a TV show to be relevant. Um, whether it's endorsements or just like her and her fucking closet, like she always can generate interesting mm-hmm. eyes, right? So because of that, 
you could put out singles, and then you know on her end, it's a lot of pressure. Like the, the sophomore jinx is a lot, so they've yes. been able to they've been able to kind of I don't, I don't want to let out um, secrets, but I'm trying to find a good way to put this. They've been <laughs> they've been able to allow her to figure out what this next album is gonna be, but still. Like you said, drop that one single and spread it out. And she has a new single coming out this week as well. I want to say mm-hmm. with Normandy and 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 SZA. Um But yeah, I, I hope I hope that I hope it's good. It needs to be good. My thing, be- yeah, like I, my thing is like Cardi B is one of those artists that she needs a formula. Like she needs a somewhere. She needs a she needs a dope feature verse somewhere. Because along with a single, like if you add a dope rap version of her, it gets people excited. Because remember, because yeah. remember, Invasion of Privacy came out, then a month and a half later, No Limit came out. Oh yeah, and like, people like, was like, like, like fam. <laughs> so you know, it's like, it, yeah. The timing is important. I think what I think what Atlantic has been trying to do. Is figure out a way to you know really make our album an event, but have things opened up enough for them to make it an event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I think that's probably played a part. But yeah, you know, the Cardis and the Megs have figured out you know personality wise, not just you know connecting with women in the sense of like oh like I'll go to a show, but the sense of you know women root for them women. Women want them to win. I think is the best way to put it, and that's yeah, you know, like that's a that's yeah. a hard thing to beat, and that's something that you know male artists have their stands, but little baby hasn't reached that level of identification where you know you know like even even someone like Dolph, like people who are diehard Dolph fans, like they really 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 connect with Dolph, and you know, and baby has. That potential to do it on a mainstream scale, I think, on the next project. So yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that's that's definitely a good call. Yeah, I yeah, like Lil Baby and Cardi B, they both need they both need a dirty sprite two moment. Both yeah, of them. yeah, that's man. the mo- that's the that's the like like Lil Lil, Lil Baby don't need he don't need a, a a take care moment or nothing was the same moment or like a views. He needs a DS two moment. No DS two was man. To be honest with you. I don't remember the last time. Mm, I don't remember the last time. So when DS2 came out, let me just give you a, a quick a quick story. I'm moving from no, I'm in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. I go to Tennessee. No, I go to Atlanta to see some people. I go to Tennessee to see some people. I go to Carolina to see some people. I go to Detroit to see some family, right? Mm-hmm. Every place I go, I hear DS2 mm-hmm. every parking lot. That there hasn't I'm trying to tell you, I don't know if there's been a time. I'm trying to think. I don't want to lie. Kendrick's Dam is close, but DS2 is the last time where I remember an album was everywhere, no matter where I went. <laughs> like oh my minus minus victory lap. That was victory, the, yeah, Vic, Vic, victory lap. I feel like it was only like a couple of months, but victory lap was like. Hey, my thing is my my thing is like my thing with victory lap is, uh, 
Like if Nip was still alive, like right now, Victory Lap would be even more revered. Oh, because by the time we he we got to twenty twenty two, he <laughs> like he was yeah, he was just like Nip was just on the cups cusp of like becoming this generation's version of Ross. Like just you know what I'm saying, like older Man, making that uh, high quality. What is crazy? It's it's so crazy because like I like I remember Nipsey was the first person on the West Coast. In that blog era that I really was excited about, <coughs> like <coughs> before Dom Kennedy, before uh, Casey Veggie, like I was like Nipsey, I was repping hard. I was like, Nah, this dude's on the West Coast, Nipsey. And he had the was- he had the name the vo- like Nipsey is like he had a he got a dope name, he had a dope voice, and he had and in two thousand nine had dope records. Yeah, like he really like he was the mixtape guy who I was like, nah, he, he can really make songs, mm-hmm. really, really quality songs. And and the crazy thing about Victory Lap, I used to always tell people like, I could tell Victory Lap was his setup album, and what I mean by that is, yes, like, it was just like. It was almost like a greatest hits. Like if you've never heard Nipsey Nipsey Hustle, this is what I this is what I can do. And I remember, like, that was the first album. You know, of course, he was getting the major label distribution. And I could tell it was the setup for, like, oh, what he's coming with next is going to be even bigger. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah, man, it's, oof. Like that, because it's like, because yeah, it's like. things a lot, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's things a lot. My, my, I've. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I like I've I don't know. I think I don't know who to be upset at or confused at because SZA has three number one records in the span of like eighteen months. Yeah, and she has she has no album. So like with this 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 TDE process is kind of like run its course because I'm like TDE, who are we waiting on? TDE is in a weird position. What I mean by that is, so TDE had a has has a deal with Interscope, right? Mm-hmm. But as you know, Kendrick and Q are signed to Interscope as well as SZA, but not Isaiah. Uh, no, SZA's RCA. Oh, you are right. You are right. SZA's RCA. Yeah. She, Very yeah, good she, label for her. Very good label for her. She's an RCA and and she owns her masters too. If you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, that, I mean that plays a lot into why she takes her time. Okay. Yes. SZA has a really, really. She has a split deal. So what I mean by mm-hmm. that is, pretty much RCA gets twenty percent of the profits and the rights to distribute eighty mm-hmm. percent. 80% of the profit goes to TDE and she gets a really, really great royalty rate and a percentage of that 80%. So mm-hmm. like she she's in a she's in a good money position. But the reason why I bring that up though is Kendrick's leaving. <laughs> and, and TDE wow. is in a weird position because like personally, like like I I love Q, but I don't think trying to put pressure on him to be the flagship artist is. Oh, absolutely not. 
I, I don't think that's the role he wants. Like schoolboy is happy just golfing now. So schoolboy school got schoolboy got in his lifetime. Schoolboy Q has two and a half albums left. <laughs> but but I yeah. will say, not naming no names, his next project is insane. Like trust me. Oh, I know. Trust me. No, I know. Like, the- he, he is sitting on man. I can't. Yeah, trust me. Schoolboy got some stuff. But I say all that to be like, you know, I don't really know what TDE's process is in the sense of, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with waiting to, you know, put out certain artists in different quarters. Like, that makes sense. I have a proper rollout. I get that, too. But it almost seems like they are trying to be, like, almost too perfect instead of just being like, we got good music. Let's just start putting this shit out. Yes. Um, because I think fan wise, attention spans aren't aren't long, and mm-hmm. I think you might have saw you might have seen the post where somebody was like, you know, TDE fell off, and I was like, have they fell off? Or have they just not been active? And he was like, same thing. And I was like, okay, I see what you mean, but not exactly the same thing. But I get the point. Um, where it's like, okay, they're not putting out consistent work in the. I mean, like, you know, Zay just had some come out and some of that was, you know, well received. Sons Tyree did well. But House is burning is great. Also, 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 yeah, I, I haven't said this. I haven't said this on like a podcast. Hey, hey, fam. Hey, fam. Let, let like, like, don't, that, that, that was wrong what they did to my boy Zay, bro. Like, he oh, don't, Zay fam. don't, yeah. yeah, Zay don't bother nobody, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Let my, my, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then to have a conversation about, it, I'm like, I mean, they don't be bothering nobody, bro. Like, I can see if this nigga was out here being a dickhead, woo, but he don't be bothering nobody, bro. Let my nigga live. It ain't changed nothing for me because the house is burning. Still, it still get play over here. Oh, like, like so it's, it's a great album. Like, I don't care. I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like you hit up my number. Like, my area code still four two three. Yeah, still. Um, <laughs> Still a good place to be like yeah. Like, like and the thing about Zay stuff. is he knows yeah. he knows how to use his hometown feet. That's crazy. Like the Duke Dudes record, I'm like, oh, this is this this makes sense. Like it sounds like this is how this is how they will make a song. So yeah, oh, yeah. he knows. Yeah. Crazy thing, but on that Duke Dude song, that's a freestyle by Duke. Crazy. Straight up. <laughs> crazy. He's so he's like it's it's like yeah, speaking of Duke allegedly was supposed to be on that song, but at mm. the last minute he couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I want to say like Duke was supposed to be doing the show and they called him over. He was like, Yeah, like, like I could drop a verse and he just dropped the freestyle. That's fire. That's yeah, fire. yeah, but Duke, like that dude, I'm trying to figure out if, if QC run it right, man, like like Duke Deuce could be that mystical energy hype guy in this day and age where everybody's so cool <laughs> yeah just just very much like very much just anthem music just straight yes yes and the music i was talking to my homie dj Lay. he said dude he said dude should be a drum major i was like oh all of this makes sense all that makes well, all that makes perfect <laughs> sense oh yeah like fight music <laughs> anthem music like you like if 
Yeah, Q, yeah, QC got to figure some shit out too. They, they gotta, they gotta figure out. They, they gotta figure because it's like there's a, there's a people we don't see it, we don't say nothing, but like they're they're focusing on little baby and that might rub, you know. Oh, it has. I don't know about all three, but maybe one or two, <laughs> no, <it has. laughs> one person. One person in the Migos, because I, because first I think I think Offset's fine. He got his wife, he got his kids. He yeah, fine. fine. Take off, don't give a damn about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Take off, don't give a damn about nothing. Quavo, that might. Take off is on the NFTs and the metaverse lately. Yeah, yeah. Quavo might rub him the wrong way a little bit. I don't know, but that's not that ain't my business. But like with TDE, because it's like Scissor has, she has hit different. She has good good days. Is so such a beautiful song. Oh my yes. god. And, and like then the song that everybody like that song crossed over so quickly, man. Yeah, and so like, and then I hate you, which was a SoundCloud song that her fans was like, "No, put this out." <laughs> and, and she like, and, and that right there ends up being the problem with T because it makes TDE look dumb. Yes, it makes, it makes TDE look really bad when she's like, "Let me just put this Lucy out on SoundCloud." And fans find it and like, no, we want this. Put this out. No, put and this it, out. And it goes number one. <laughs> like, goes, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Like two months before that, she's on. Two months before that, she does a she, she she's a feature on the biggest song of the year. Yeah. With with kiss me more. Like, oh oh, a like, month before. No no no. What you right. say? no 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 no. The Go summer. The summer she's on the biggest song of the year. A month before she put out I Hate You, she is on, I would say, the third, the second most important song on Summer Walker's second album after Fourth Baby Mama. Mm -hmm. No Love, No Love is <laughs> the No Love is, yeah, that song's going to, so it's like, so it's like I'm trying to, man, so it's like it, I'm, I'm trying to pick a if TDE would have just dropped the EP after Kiss Me More, they would have been good money. Yes, just eight songs. Just eight. Or, or like two weeks after I Hate You came out, just give us six more songs. You could have gave, gave us four songs, a remix, and a Latin version, and people would have been happy with it, fam. Like, fam, just it's because it's, it's from, from, from the moment I heard Z, I was like, yeah. oh, scissors, oh, scissors, yeah. scissors album release. Like, she her album, like, pool ain't gonna be, she ain't gonna, like, you ain't gonna, she, scissors not gonna put out like nine albums, 11 albums. Scissors, a, she's a, she's a three, four, maybe five album artist. Yeah, like, she's because of her. yeah, yeah, it's like, is yeah, she's a cause, cause her, cause her pen is, it's different. The, the reason why I say, the reason why I say Control is the best R&B album of the past five years, period, is because her pen is different. People give me, they give me Snow, they give me Ari, they give me Lucky Day, oh, they Snow? give me, they give, yeah, Snow's good, you know what I'm saying? You know, Snow, Snow. She's cool, it's all good. Yeah, Snow, so they give, they give, they give me Summer, they give me Summer, but fam, when I, when I press play, they jazz, yes, yeah, of course. Of course, but Jasmine's like pre. Jasmine's like Jasmine's like five. She's like five, four, five, six years before that. Yeah. 
right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she, right. she, 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 kind of a vet now. But it's like, like when you like still from from top to from one to the end, from supermodel to the last song, it's hard. That's hard. Control is hard to beat. It's really it's hard. hard. To beat. Like, like, like control to me, control fo- follows up anti as one of those type. One through ten, you like, oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. and I, and I mean, mm-hmm. like, in the, in the highest compliment, where like, control has good songs, but the way the album is put together, like, the structure, the sequencing, like, everything is where it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, like it's it's one of those, and it's crazy because I would say, you, you know, Ari and Summer have better voices like they can sing i would say oh, of better. course but oh, of course but that's not the same as you know making an album like and for me you know like i'm old so <laughs> so like the songwriting of all of this you know is, is is young to an extent but i think the scissor ages in a slightly different way and what i mean by it is like she writes relationship songs but she's not overly <laughs> overly contemporary what i mean like, mm-hmm. she doesn't have like she doesn't go crazy with like the modern day references it's more so a focus on the emotions and the relationship you know what i'm, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it's not like, i was in a tesla like that type shit <laughs> so, right her yeah. I, I i compare her approach to writing as like imagine if uh if steph curry shot his three-pointers like rick barry shot his free throws Effortlessly. Yeah, so like so like so like if like like if Steph Curry was an elite three point shooter, but his form was like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. That's how Sizzle yeah. approaches writing. Yeah. It's like it's she, you you never know where she starts. But like you never know. Yeah, every time I hear a song, I'm like, how does she get here? But well, she might like start you, in the middle. Yes. Like, yeah, like, like she might start in the middle of the story, which is you know, some real Singer songwriter stuff, like um, you know, not to get nerdy, but like it goes back into like some, some, like Samina Simone, like some Kate Bush mm-hmm. type stuff. Where um, what I like about it is like she writes songs like a screenwriter, like yeah, songs are very visual, like it's very much like um, short short movie scenes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and to me, like like that's the best shit because. I have a short attention span, but if you make it, <laughs> but if you make it slightly visual and like, I, you know, I, I would say the same thing about Jasmine. Like, she writes very visual songs, if that makes sense. So, yeah, like TDE, like Scissor. It's to my, my whole thing is like, it's not only like you got to put stuff out, but you got to keep her happy because Kendrick gone. Like, bro, like you got you got to like you got to keep her happy. Because her, her, her tap, like I don't like I, her, her, her writer price is probably way more expensive than her feature price. Yes, like, like you would, you like scissor for a feature might cost you hundred and fifty racks. Uh, a leftover song that scissor doesn't want might cost you half a million dollars. I yeah, yeah, because yeah, so like, you know, that's the type of artist she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, 
and like I said, like she owns a masters, so she's not, you know, she owns a master. She is really good cut. Like she's not hard up for the for the feature or, or for you to, you know, sing her song. So yeah, because like even because to be real with you, she could live off of consideration by itself. Like like that. That's like she. What, she also wrote. Beyonce, she also wrote. She also wrote Beyonce's parts on "Feeling Myself." It is so. It, yeah, it's, like, yeah, like, it's like, like she. She her her writing pool goes to those those icons. Like and those it's, it's crazy because because like you said, I I can see her getting to the point where she might just stop making albums and just occasionally write or. She might just just go into the forest and just have a nice house and call it a day. Like you know, she's that type of. Because on one end, the mystery is a part of SZA, and I get that. And I think TDE tries to maximize that, but there's a limit to it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like you know, in the case of SZA, she's not. You know, she speaks and she talks, but it's still like. Even when she tweets, it's still vague as fuck. Like you don't know. Like, it's vague. I don't know. I, like, I don't know. You know. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't know what she's talking about. You go on her. You go on. You on her Instagram. She's in, in. She's in every outfit. It don't like it. She's in every outfit. She's hanging with everybody. I like everybody. Like you know what I'm saying. It, it's she's up on that. But the thing with yeah, like so it's like. The, and the thing, also, another thing, TD also TD also knows is no matter how long the wait, when it drops, it's gonna be a moment. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that week leading up to that is is gonna be something because she's she's not the because like she's not the artist you compare albums to because nah like you she don't she don't have to she's fam she's matched with just three records released she's already matched control. With hit different good days and yeah. I hate you. She's yeah. those two records have already matched what her last album has. Yeah. So but, it's like, I mean, <laughs> but it's crazy because like my students, my students would say the success of Summer Walker's album made TDE. Well, some of my students, I want to call them all out. They're like, Summer Walker's success made Scissor have to go back to the studio, and I was like. I don't know if that's really the case. No, it but, didn't. But I do think some some of Walker's success is um, it's important, just in the sense of you know she's built up a following for a while, but like the industry still doesn't care about R and B as much as they could. Um, yeah, and I think you know while Sizzle has crossed over. Some are doing those numbers as a predominantly black R and B artist. It, it is hella important, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, 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 some have worked with Sean Garrett heavily on that album. Scissor does this yeah. shit. Scissor does this shit in a room by herself. True, true, true. <laughs> you gotta yeah, but the success of that album, it it might it don't move Scissor. It moves artists like like LMI. And like mm-hmm. Mariah the scientist. Right. Like though the artists that still need like a hit record mm-hmm. to get this ball this this shit rolling. It's the only artist, it's really three, it's four. It's four. It's four that really don't need a hit record to get this shit rolling. Scissor, 
Mm-hmm. It's after this album, Summer, it's Ari a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and it's Kaylani. Because Kaylani's Kaylani don't need no hit record. Kaylani's that's mm-hmm. that's a good call because because she has that same appeal as Meg is people just like her. Like people just like Kaylani would yeah. Kaylani would like Kaylani will be Kaylani will like be like Kaylani can be like female like Terry is Nash if she wanted to. Mm, like female Terry like like good good albums like but like but like she got she got like four number one re- like she Kaylani would fuck around ten years from now have like four number one records with Doja Cat. Just just as far as a songwriter. You know what I'm saying? Like, just as a songwriter. Also, like her lifestyle, like the fact that both the fact that both her and her daughter's father are, are, are gender fluid. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I'm saying? It's is yeah, yeah. Kaylani is like she don't really need she's an album person. You no, know no, what I'm no, saying? No, that's a good that's a good call. I was just saying, um, who else did you you said I said Mariah the scientist, I said LMI. Like Ella, they they've been like I you can you can tell they've been trying to get Ella another hit record. Man, Even though everything she's put out since then, since her, her, her album has been good. Been yeah, I was saying, but yeah, they've been trying to get they've been trying to get something some something in rotation somewhere. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, but, but she has the problem of, like her personality just doesn't really interest people. No. And that's not, you know, that's not her fault. Like, yeah, she's a cool, person, no. a cool English lady. It seems, but uh, mm-hmm. my, uh yeah, yeah, my, <laughs> me and my, uh, me and my homie Banks, and like a couple other be like, we be like, this rapper needs a girlfriend. There's some female artists that might, they might need a boyfriend. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Purposes, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, 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 you know it wouldn't be a new thing. I feel you. Hey, like it's, you know what I'm saying? Go, you know what I'm saying? Go out, go find somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like go. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. I'm just. You might. Yeah, you just like, hey, like, like, like Chloe showed up at the Lakers game with, with Gunner. If like maybe that. What? See now, here's the. Jermaine <laughs> Dupree said. I think he was being interviewed by Rory and Ma. Jermaine Dupree said he does not understand. While Chloe did a record with Murder Beats, and didn't come to he- like, like you know what I'm saying, like yeah, yeah, I feel him, but you know, because from a different generation. But but go ahead. I know it's 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 like it's like my homie Winston says that too. Like fam, that that body positive record was cool for like a month. <laughs> like but we know, fam. We listen, listen. Chloe Bailey is a producer, bro. bro like she like nuts, and not like. Not fruit fam, like she she got NPCs in her house. Yeah, yeah, yeah she wanted it. Like it's it's like, bro, like I she wanted it. So like, so like her debut album, just off of her sheer talent, and just off of just off of Chloe, like Chloe and Halle's music. Period. That shit, that like that shit is gonna have a that shit is gonna have. I'm highly anticipating that because of her talent, because of her voice, because of how her and her sister write. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, she, like she can't, like, she's one of those artists, like, she can't be cute for too long, not too long. Like, maybe every once in a while, because, nah, she be, she be, she be pressing them buttons. Like, you, you pressing them buttons. Like, you go on a IG, and every now and then, like, she, it's like a 30-minute video of her, like, just playing with, with an NPC. Yeah, yeah. Playing with Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I mean, like, from Jermaine Dupree's standpoint, like, you know, I understand with him doing pressure, you know, like, him and him and Brian Michael Cox, you know, back supplying people with R&B. Because on the low, you know, Jermaine Dupree and Teddy Riley, they've been doing stuff with the K-pop kids. Mm-hmm. For the R&B recipe, um, which is smart on their part. But, um, I, yeah, like, I get his perspective. I, I guess, you know, maybe from her perspective or the label's perspective, they're like, you know, I know I can do R&B, but, you know, I want to have something for the clubs. Like, who knows? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, but it, it's interesting, like you said, um, you know, she's in that case where she has an audience growing up with her, um, which is mm-hmm. a different type of terrain, you know, because she's, like you said, the body positive thing, and like, you know, I'm a grown woman now, which, you know, that's important. She's all, She also has, um, she, she's also, uh, she also, has, she, she has her own fan base, plus she has the beehive on her side. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it, you know what I'm saying? She, she got the she she got the people necessary for everything. Yeah, yeah, she has the right stimulus plan for sure. All um, she got to do is deliver. That's all she got to do. All she got to I mean, do is deliver. I mean, but you bring up an interesting thing that I was going to ask you. Um, it's like when it comes to new music, like how long can, in this day and age, how long can you keep the buzz and anticipation going? Because it seems like if your timing is right, things can work out perfectly. But if you tell people, like, yeah, the album's dropping, the album's dropping, and it drags, when it finally drops, it seems like it doesn't have, you know, the impact can really just fade away. So, yeah, I was wondering, like, you know, how do you think in this current climate, how hard it is to keep that anticipation and buzz going? Cause there is so much music out. Yeah, because yeah, I was listening to, I was listening to like like Normani Normani's latest single Fair. Yeah. And I like it because of the writing of the song. She I like the writing of the song. Yeah. They've been yeah, they've been they you, they've been they've been trying to find something. But they have it they had it with Wildside, but it was in the middle of the summer. Mm. And it was in the middle of the summer and Cardi B is not moving. <laughs> That's another thing. If Cardi wasn't pregnant and she was moving, that song would have moved a little bit more than it did. That's a good point. That's a good point. So you got you got to put it. You kind of it's a great record, but Cardi Cardi herself is at a standstill. Yeah, yeah. So you can't. So like you can't do that song at the VMAs and make it make it a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I like if Cardi like like if Cardi like like if Cardi's not pregnant and she's moving. The Nirvana's album would have probably been out by now because it would have gave it the juice it needed. You know what I'm saying? And like now with her, all I all I would say is them other thirteen records better be really good and they better tie in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, I mean like she seems like a cool person. She's super talented. You know, a lot of people are rooting for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it's. 
it's, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, it's like just trying to – because I, I'm just curious. Like, I see the industry just trying different ways to be like, all right, we're dropping this, and, you know, we're kind of doing a rollout, but we don't want to go all the way out with a rollout. But at the same yeah. time, you don't want people to forget. You. Yeah, it's just – it just seems like an interesting and and yeah. she's rare she's rare case. I believe she she has curated control over her music and she's she has a bit of control in putting it out. Oh, that's so you know I'm saying so 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 like I don't think anybody's rushing her to do anything, and she has access to to the writer she needs the writer she needs. You know what I'm saying like she's connect she got she's one of one of the few artists. That can go grab anybody. They can grab like necessary people for necessary shit. You know what I'm saying? Because just just like, like Megan, do it. Yeah. yeah, just like Megan, like she people like her, people support her. Big artists like her and support her. Ariana Grande took her on tour. She ain't have. She only had three records. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that don't be happening for people. Like uh, yeah, like she had a, a 35 minute set. Like a forty minute set, she only had three records out. You know, what I'm she got a big, she got a big record with Sam. She got a record with Sam Smith. Yeah, man. People, you know how many people got records with Sam Smith that's not on his album? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, 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 that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, so like, Tunji and them, like Tunji, Tunji and them, I keep cool. They, 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 you know what I'm saying? They. They mad patient. You know what I'm saying? They mad patient. R RCA, like actually RCA over there. RCA is doing what they're doing. Like with their R&B section. One person I'm kind of watching. I'm kind of watching Khalid. That's what I'm watching. His EP, his scenic drive EP is real good. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's He's the rare black artist, black male artist that's blurring the lines. Yeah, like, he, yeah, blurs like, light. Like, he, he gets that pop. Like besides Lizzo, he's one of the few black people that really gets that pop airplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They gets they gets it in the mind of pop artists too, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like because because the group she came from. Yep, but yeah, yeah I'm I'm watching. I'm trying to see Khalees if Khalees next album is gonna be straight. Just, if it's gonna come with a big record, or if it's just gonna, you know, what I'm saying it's just gonna be, you know, his 15 records. They're gonna put it out, and they're gonna pick a record, and then go pick one to just go with and shit like that. So, yes, yeah, interesting I'm, call because like I, I forget about him, but then when somebody brings him up, I was like, oh yeah, like he 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 be everywhere. Like yeah, he's, <laughs> like yeah, he you bring him up, you're like, oh yeah, he's he's, he's yeah yeah yeah, Khalid. Khalid be Khalid, one of the people that be performing in Ecuador. Like it, like he's one of those artists. Yeah, no, like, like he be, no, he'll he be does, in, like he does these huge, huge festivals. Like yeah, yeah, these big these these like big festivals and like Spain. Like he'll he'll be on a build in front of fifty thousand people in Spain. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's one of those artists. So like I'm, I'm watching him. I still have to listen to Lucky Day's album. People keep telling me it's good. It's good. It is good. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't listened to like his whole, you know, catalog, but it's it's a good project. It's a good project. 
Mm-hmm. Lucky Days. Uh, I really like Kiana Lede's Kiki album. Mm. Like that was that was good. She's she's you know what I'm saying she's she surprised me in the fact that I discovered her off of making a YouTube cover. And usually oh, those right. artists don't be making good records. That is rare. But like her David album is real real good. Uh, but she's one. But she's one of those people. Like if she don't one of those people, I, I can see like transitioning into mainly songwriting. Even though she makes her album is good, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I'll get a like a big single for like a big record. Like I don't think she'll. Not saying she's not capable. I just I just don't think she'll like snag a big record because it's kind of hard to like label like to like properly put R and B records places. Because it's like because like if you are, if you a young R and B artist, you battling with point. the older R and B with adult R and B artists too. You are, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's kind of hard. I'm watching, I'm watching Black. Oh yeah, that dude is so talented. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching Six Lack. <laughs> That's what I, I bet I'm paying more attention to R&B. and rap, see rap is is crazy because it's like. Cause like Griselda, right? Like there's like, like I've I've been I I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for Benny to put out this Drake record. I'm ready. I I don't know what's I don't know what's the hold up. I don't know because it's like mm-hmm. my thing is like my thing is like I need I need I need a definitive album from that camp. You feel what I'm saying? Like I need like you know what I'm saying like. Like a universally, like just no, no, no. This is the album you need to go to from them over there, because it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot. You know, Conway put out music. Westside Gun put out a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Benny just put out Tanner Talk Four. But it's and they're all is all it's beats is great, lyrics are great. There's moments, there's highs, there's lows. But I need a definitive. Just the definitive project that is just like, nah, this is the one from either Conway or Bennett. Well, I think what's interesting, like, I think the thing you're getting at is, you know, they've been putting out music for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I forget, I forget which actually outlet it was, but I, 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 was, I was reading a, a review of Tenant Talk 4, and it's like, yeah, like, he knows what his audience likes, and he's really mastered this lane. Like he, he, he has it down pat, right? And mm-hmm. the quality, like it's it's a really well put together project, right? But I think right. what people are looking for is that conceptual jump. And the, yes. you know what I mean, just, just in terms of like it could be scope wise. It doesn't mean like oh, you have to bring in twenty different producers. But whether it be, and I think, and Conway creatively, what was I gonna say? I would say his uh, the album before, the from a crown to a king. What was it? What was the name of it? Um, ah, I'm I'm gonna forget this. Hold on. <laughs> it's the project before the project before this. Hold on, let me remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the. From a king to a god, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like that project was, was really dope, just in terms of like him showing his versatility, and even on you know this last project, like the track with Jill Scott is really dope. Um, 
Jill Scott, who knew she could wrap her ass off? Like, I had no idea. But um, but I think mm-hmm. what people are looking for is, like, that that big album moment where whether it's collaboration-wise, whether it's, you know, bringing in different producers, but just a true Griselda moment where it's like, okay, like, like, like this was their, I don't want to say their high point, but when people say what's the Griselda album, like you can like kind of point to one. Cause like at this point, it's interesting because like you said, you have people in different camps where West Side Gun is probably the least talented lyricist, but has mm-hmm. the most charisma. Um, Conway is is the better technical rapper, but Benny is more people identify with him more, right? So right. They all have you know, have these different talents, but it really hasn't... I guess my thing is, listening to a Griselda project in 2018, listening to a Griselda project in 2022, there hasn't been a big change aesthetically. And it's cool to have your lane, I'm not saying that, but even like, you know, even a Danny Brown or a Rock Marston are like, I'm doing a little something different this next album, right? So, you know, when Danny goes from old to atrocity exhibition, you know, it's a, it's a slight move to the left, right? It right. Mean, like, it's still a Danny Brown album, but it's a different jump from the last project. And I think I think that's kind of what people, like Tana Talk 4 is dope, but I think, you know, when you hear the uh, plugs I've met or even the Hit Boy project, you can, you can kind of see glimmers of what that big album could be. And I think, you know, hearing Tana Talk 4 is like, it's dope, but what if he put Tana Talk 4, the Hit Boy album, Plugs I Never Met, and that all was in one album? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the thing that people kind of want to see next for him. Like, can he put it all together where mm-hmm. he can have the dusty boom bap you know, he also can have the upbeat. You know, like he can show his versatility. Because I think the thing that got me about Tan Talk Four, this is no diss or whatever, but it's like I can tell the difference from the Alchemist songs without looking at the credits. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, and it's no knock on the other producers, but it's just like Alchemist gears his. How can I put it? Alchemist gears his beats to kind of showcase something different for Benny and each song, if that makes it. You know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. So he might give him a slightly fast beat so Benny can display this. Or he might give him a beat that's more for storytelling. But like I can kind of tell that from some of the other beats. And I think like it can come across as inconsistent. So yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the same boat where I'm like, this is Conway Project, dope. Tenor Talk Four, dope. But I really want to see them like take some risk and try to, you know, it, expand the aesthetic a little bit more. If that, you know, what I mean, but yeah. Might, but connection wise, Westside has the friends, and that's what makes it. <laughs> that's what makes it. Yeah. Like, he's the one who actually orchestrated the best, although he's not the best artist. Yeah. Yeah, like like 
like my prime example for like Griselda needing the moment is Tech Nine from 2011 to like 2014. Like when Worldwide Choppers came out, mm-hmm. it was like it was like people my age was like, "Who is that?" And motherfuckers would be like, "You don't oh he oh Tech Nine oh he's been rapping since like like the nineties." Man, strange. So he is a monster, man. Tech like nine. you have world you have worldwide. Choppers, and then you have fragile with that. So Tech was able to tap in to to the to the newer generation, the artists, and was able to to have his little moment. No, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, even, even though, like, like years before, he had independently sold a million, but like from that little three year pocket, he was able to tap in and get a new, you know, a new age version, you know, new new version of fans. He got, you know, and then and also, you know, he had that Wayne feature that really was mm-hmm. like, really was like, oh, like Tech Nine is really, really out here. So yeah, like that was, but I, I see what you mean in terms of having that moment where, and and that's always the thing I always ask, like in this day and age, like who's really, really popping? And, and I say that like not as a diss, but like you know, Griselda has has a cool buzz, but um, yeah. But Yo Gotti's label is who's real, like ESG, Moneybag Yo, like that's who's really, mm-hmm. really, really like putting up numbers. Yo Gotti, <laughs> you know Yo Gotti is Yo Gotti move like uh, Yo Gotti is Yo Gotti like Yo Gotti run his label kind of like how, Yo Gotti's label is kind of like how like Young Money, like nobody what nobody got in each other's way. Like Wayne, Drake, Nikki, Tiger, that for like at least five, six years, nobody got in each other's way. Mm-hmm. And then like shit got petty. Then it was, you know what I'm saying? But like Moneybag don't get in the to black youngsters way. ESTG don't get in the bag youngster. Uh Mozzie not gonna get in none of the motherfuckers way. Like they all they all operate in their own little space. And shit like, like that. So it, he has artists who are all self-functioning, have their own brand, their own lane, and they are putting out like, like well, Keisha is. Every label will want that, man. Like you, <laughs> you wish your artist had a song. I mean, of course, you got to pay for that sample and all that. But hey, like they, yeah. You would, like yeah, I'm not saying the numbers is what matters, but I'm just saying in terms of this summer could be a big moment for them if they, mm-hmm. if they set it up right. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying even 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 Black Youngster had a not what like he had a he has a few he had a few records had a few yeah a few that that was moving you know money bag. Moneybag got, you know, he got a couple records with Lil Baby. He got he got the record, he got the record with Megan and Stallion when they was dating. He got Waukesha, he got Time Today, he got Said Something. He got he got the verse of the year on the remix. JC's verse was the was the hardest verse that came out, I think, in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah so they like they at CMG, they move. Like, I, I just like I just like I got it, got him moving. You know, he he is rare that you have a CEO that can effectively navigate multiple talent without 
getting in, them getting in the way of each other and shit like that. Yeah, like it seems it, it seems to be like like the ship is running well, and, and I guess my thing is like he isn't even. That's the best way I could put it. He doesn't even like heavily, heavily, heavily promote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's kind of just like, oh yeah, just a reminder. I'm the CEO of Cocaine Music, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, but like he's. Like, like low key, I would say, really making that rapper CEO transition. Like, a lot of people are trying, it, but he's he's doing it, man. Like, he's, and, and I think his eye for talent is is smart. Like, he's not he's signing people who he know are all like it's gonna work. Like, they already have a following. You know what I mean? Like. Like these are can't miss type situations. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who accidentally like backed into doing what Yo Gotti did? Puff. Because oh, yeah. French, listen, the last decade, Puff signed two what two people, French and MGK. And for the past decade, if I told the average person that French and MGK were signed to Bad Boy, they'd look at me like I was stupid. They'd be like, what? Yeah. yeah still they signed to Bad Boy. They still signed to Bad Boy. MGK, like, like you don't, you you don't, you would, they don't call, like, French, you, they don't call, you can look at them and see that they don't call Puff or nothing. Mm-mm. They just, they you would, like, they just, they just went to, like, MGK went on those warp tours he tapped yep. into that. He tapped into that audience. Now look at him. He didn't. He didn't switch genres. Yep. He didn't switch. Yeah, he didn't switch genres. He still. You go to. You go to them album. You go to them lining notes. It's still. It's bad boy Interscope. Yep. Still bad boy Interscope. Bad boy Interscope. Prince Montana said himself. He said, "I want." He said, "I want." I want Puff and I want Ross to executive produce my album. He signed to Bad Boy and Maybach Music. At the same time, and it worked. It did. It worked. So is is, you know, so Puff Puff is kicking his feet up. Just you know, what I'm saying, just knowing he got he got two artists that don't. He he has a he has a defense for his like his like <laughs> the things he he's been accused of his whole career. Like he can say, I mean, he can say, yo, I you know, French and MGK signed, but they don't they don't bother me for nothing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it worked out well where I think, you know, he no longer has to deal with, with, with like, the day-to-day or any of that. Like, he just, if anything, you know, deals with his little Ciroc stuff. And then, you know, if he, it's pretty much like volunteer. Like, if he wants to, he definitely could be like, hey, Machine Gun Kelly, you should do this. And, you know, Machine Gun Kelly probably be like, cool. But, like you say, he doesn't have to. Like, it's, it's kind of self-sustaining. So... Yeah, and like, like and I think, and they gave crazy thing about it is they gave MGK a lot early, they and did. it didn't work. It ain't work outside of why, but they gave him they gave him the theme song for WrestleMania. Didn't like on the charts. Yeah. It didn't work. Like it didn't yeah. work. He that you never like. Of course, he, he had his battles with. He, no, that's another thing. He had his. Well, I mean, of course, he had his battles with addiction. And shit like that, but he just kept, you know what I'm saying? He ended up he fucked around and made like a, a, a anthem 
for the Cavs when they won the championship. Like he kind of he kind of like he kind of like figured his way around the way he is now, like a fucking rock star dating Megan Fox. And I think well, I, I I probably think like Interscope deals with him deals with him like specifically. I don't think yeah. Puff deals yeah. with him like on day to day shit. I think Interscope deals with him, yeah. but they gave him a lot. <laughs> and like you know, what I'm saying you can't say he didn't try, but he you know he been on that motherfucker for a decade, so it's. Yeah, like, like he didn't, you know, I don't think he signed a 10-year deal. Like, it, it seems to me like he definitely renewed somewhere along the line. So Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you, you you could argue that you could argue that's Diddy's most successful artist. That's the crazy part. Longest tenure in terms of, um, you know, like, like most Diddy artists have, you know, like a three, five-year expiration. But, uh, Whole decade. Yeah, whole decade. When I when I say his 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 when I say his his I always say most of, when I say most of I always say not his best artist. We know who his best artist was. Yeah, but most successful it's 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 uh it's probably it's probably MGK between MGK and Mace. And I mean, as far as like longest tenure and putting out, I mean, because none of them are gonna do like. Diamond numbers like 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 big, but yeah. Um, but in terms of like extended careers, I mean, you know, because Mace pops up every so often, but he still signed the bad boy. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I mean, according to him, I don't know if you've seen like his Instagram his disc records lately. No, I don't. Yeah, no. yeah, no, like I don't. Yeah, yeah Pastor Mace is back. He's back. Uh, no, I need no. May should only be May should only rap on like like chick records. It it doesn't. It's, it's really man, man. You don't know about Murder Maze. I Murder. I heard all of those verses. I heard all of them. <laughs> I know the skill set. I know, but I need. I he was right about Fabulous. He was absolutely right. Uh, he was all right. That whole lane was. He snapped Fabulous. Snatched that whole lane up. <laughs> He really did. He really did. That's it, but nah. But hey, man, I, I hate to cut you off, but I'm old, so I got to call you. Oh, no. I, I was about to cut it off right here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I was about to cut it off right here. But nah, but nah, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you for pulling up, for pulling up with y'all. I'm going to have you on this some more to like, have some other conversations. Sure, man. I'm always sure. around. Yeah, 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 but this has been this has been episode sixteen of Hanging with the Crew with me and my favorite professor. Uh, let people let people know where they can find you at. Um, Twitter, it's uh, at Slangdini. If people wonder what this means, um, I'm a Ghostface fan, so it's Ghostdini, but I teach communication like words is slang, so that's why it's Slangdini. Um, but yeah, Slangdini on Twitter is probably the easiest way to find me. Yep. All right, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, send me those links to those those classes. I I need to listen to them on that. Oh, for sure, I will do, man. We'll do. Alrighty, we will. I will see you guys next week. Peace. All right, peace, man. Be safe out here. All right, boss. All right.